morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show is underway for a Friday, day I look forward to every month because our good firefighters are coming in to give us all kind of information to keep us safe. Lieutenant Adam Huckey is here. Good morning. Good Tell morning. us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a lieutenant with uh, Quincy Fire Department at Station 6 at 24th and Cedar, and uh, just happy to be here and let you guys get pass on a little information about some upcoming events that QFD is going to offer. That sounds great. And Firefighter Chad Trueblood, you've been on before, haven't you? I have, yeah. It's been a little while, but been you're on right before. Up to that. Put the microphone so that you're looking at me, then you can't. Oh, there perfect, we go. How about that? Chad. <laughs> I tell you what, they just witnessed like the total meltdown of the community calendar, and I was teasing them off the air. I said, if you guys fought fires as good as I read the community calendar, the whole city would be burning up right now. So uh, let's talk a little bit. You mentioned you work at the... Uh-oh. Do you have to go? No. We're, okay. We're okay. <laughs> the weather's worst nightmare when you have the firefighters <laughs> yeah, on. Right. They may have to exit stage left very quickly. You mentioned you worked at the 24th and Cedar Street Station. Yes. That station is not able to be open all the time, is it? I mean, that's the goal, but that station does have to close sometimes because of manpower shortages, right? That is correct. I mean, yeah, obviously we, we want it to be open um, all the time, but if there is manpower shortages where we don't have enough to to staff the entire shift, that is a station that would be closed for the time time being. Usually it's not a whole shift like seven to seven, usually it's just a certain amount of time that we can get it filled. But, yes, that's the station six that would be closed for temporary times. Okay. And so talk a little bit about what that means. Obviously, everybody wants a fire station right next door Mm -hmm. to them when their Mm -hmm. house is on fire. Um, But you have to have manpower enough. It doesn't do any good to have one guy there. What's he going to do? Drive the truck? Then when he gets there, what's going to happen? So you have to have adequate staffing to mount a defense against a fire. And so it's more important that you have your other stations fully manned and fully ready to go because a partially manned station is the same as a closed station. Really, you can't do anything by yourself. Yes, that's correct. So as far as, you know, on the safety aspect side of it, we have to make sure that we have, there's rules and regulations that we have to have the right, amount of, right amount of manpower to be able to perform certain dirt duties at uh, at fire scenes. So that's that's the most important is for our safety. But yes, having a having all the fire stations open is the goal to uh, make sure that we're able to protect the citizens of Quincy, you know, the best that we can. And that goal can only be achieved by more manpower because you're a little bit light right now, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So it's not something that you intend to be permanent or that you want to be the status quo, but at the moment, it's just, it is what it is, as the old saying goes. Right, yeah. So we are a little short in our uh, administration, and fire chiefs doing a great job of of trying to get um, personnel back to higher numbers and doing a great job at uh, performing that. So eventually we'll get there. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So if anybody wants to be a fireman... Ladies or men, please come and, and consider that as a career. Well, you always bring a great topic every uh, month for us mm-hmm. to talk about. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to bring up, uh, so QFD every year we like to, um, you know, roll out the Citizens Fire Academy. We think that's a very important thing for the citizens of Quincy and the surrounding area to be able to kind of put their, you know, fill, put, put our shoes on and see what we go through, you know, as far as our training and what we have to do um, each shift. And, and that, so that is for what you said, citizens, people, yeah. to come and kind of 
learn behind the scenes Correct. what you guys do because Correct. it's so much more than just rolling out to fight a fire. Mm-hmm. It's prevention 24-7, really. Right, right. So a lot of the, some of the topics that we'll talk about are they go from fire behavior, um, which is kind of the science behind fire and fire growth and how to attack that, um, PPE, which is a personal protective equipment that we wear. Um, they'll be all, you know, dressed out in all the gear that we wear. The SCBAs, which is the air pack that we use and breathe off that air tank that's on our back when we're in fires. They get to experience all that type of stuff. EMS, um, vehicle extrication where we can um, cut up doors and cars to be able to pull somebody out if they're trapped inside of a vehicle. Um, ropes, like repelling off ropes and high angle rescues and, and all that fun stuff. That uh, So the main thing is there's a little bit short classroom sections, but the main part is uh, hands-on and actually, actually getting to do the, the aspects of the job. What are the advantages for bringing the citizens in and kind of like at the theater, we always say the magic happens in front of the curtain, but we want to pull back the curtain every once in a while to show you that the lights and the special effects and the sounds and mm-hmm. the scenery, uh, we don't want to ruin the mystique for you, but it is kind of nice to know how it all happens. What are the benefits of something like that? I think just like with anything, when you figure out what people are doing behind the scenes, to, especially in our public service job to help people, that there's a lot that goes into being able to help someone and make things you know, safe when, when it's somebody's nightmare, we're trying to fix that. So th- there's a lot of things that we have to do and train on to make that happen. So it's good for people to be able to see that and know what's going on behind the scenes. And you have to train for so many different things. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that the Quincy Fire Department fights fires. Mm-hmm. You do. But that's not really the majority of what you do. In fact, mm-hmm. vehicle extrication, EMS, emergency mm-hmm. response to, like, heart attacks, traffic accidents, that's become more Correct. Uh, more numerous mm-hmm. than fighting a fire because, fortunately, with smoke detectors right. and with good prevention, mm-hmm. better building equipment, mm-hmm. you know, better manufacturing of our homes mm-hmm. and our office buildings, the prevention aspect is working. We still have fires, but they're right. not as numerous. So right. you guys are called out to do things that maybe the fire department isn't the right name anymore, <laughs> but we'll stick with it. Please don't change it. I can't get used <laughs> yeah. to anything new. Yeah. When I retire, you can change it, okay? So how does that all work in? Yeah, there's a, I mean, the fire department, there's a wide umbrella of things that we, that we cover. And, and like you were mentioning earlier, our, uh, like public education and safety aspect of things do help bring the numbers of fires down, but, you know, always accidents happen. So there is going to be that, but the safety, the, um, precautionary, you know, building codes and all that kind of stuff, sprinkler systems, um, makes, it does make safety a lot better, but so that, we do are we are involved in a lot more medical um, car wrecks and stuff like that. So well, you there's always there something faster. going on. I mean, yes. frankly, you can get there faster. I mean, the ambulance service does a great job, but Correct. they have one. Just you know, it's kind of like station the 24th and Cedar. Mm-hmm. They have to put their manpower at the ambulance, right. you know, and so they have to be at the ambulance and wherever that ambulance is, it is. X number of blocks, miles, or whatever from the site of the crash, where mm-hmm. you guys have a little bit more uh, latitude like that. Yeah, it all Let's, depends on their call volume. Well, that is true, their call volume. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, again, you get there first, you often turn it over then to the ambulance workers, but your, your firefighters that are fully trained as paramedics and EMTs, it's just a kind of a seamless transition there when they arrive on the scene, then you kind of just 
pass the baton to them. Let's get back to the Citizens Academy because when is it? How is it? How do we get involved with it? How do we register? All right, so it's a five-week-long class. The dates are April 11th, and it goes till May 9th, which May 9th would be the graduation day. Um, it's in the evening. The time frame, you know, is the times aren't actually set yet. It's usually around 6 to 9, four hours in the evening, but that's, that's still to come. Um, to get some more information, you can get on the City of Quincy's website and then click on the Quincy Fire Department tab, and it'll bring up a brochure and some more information for you that way. But, yeah, it's a great – it's uh, every Tuesday evening for okay. that five-week period. And how many – grad? do you have any idea how many graduates you have of this? Because I know that this, the police department's been having a police academy for a long time, and you guys probably have lots of graduates. you have any idea? There's usually 15 participants per – time we do it so it's been going on for a long time but yeah usually 15 um, people sign up for it yeah so that's just more people to help you and to to spread the message exactly that's the goal hopefully none of them have a house fire right (laughs) you know that's the thing uh you know chad you can speak up (laughs) he's doing a wonderful (laughs) job i said they're trying to think of stuff to add but it's like (laughs) well you did you added something there i just want to make you know that i'm not trying to i'm not trying to show favoritism here i'm just asking so the, the Citizens Academy, to get people to kind of understand your job more, and frankly, you know, it might be the kind of thing, too, that um, somebody who's younger, you know, not necessarily a child, but, I mean, somebody who's younger might kind of say, well, I really kind of want to know what they do, because when you're little, every little boy wants to be a fireman because he wants to ride on the truck. Well, you guys don't get to ride around on the truck all day with the sirens on. That's the bad news, right? So, I mean, there's other work that's involved, so a lot of people would not know. Uh, what other kinds of things should we be doing it's the strangest time of year we've got our space heater on one night and our windows wide open the next day and these are you know i know that we went through the christmas and thanksgiving holidays we had unfortunately some house fires but this is the kind time of year when um, we still need to be alert for space heater mm-hmm. for furnace problems carbon monoxide problems you know next wednesday a lot of people are going to have, you know, their windows wide open. Mm-hmm. They might even turn off their heating unit when mm-hmm. they turn it back on. Hopefully everything goes okay, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't. So what kind of special things should we be doing now to be safe? So the number one thing is um, with the, you know, the change in the weather and all the seasons that are coming up, the two number one things that you can do to prevent that is make sure that your smoke detectors or, you know, have the batteries and they're working properly and you test those and carbon monoxide detectors that are, um, you know, ready to go too. Because with those two pieces of equipment, that's really what's going to protect you, you know, in case it's a fire or a CO emergency. It's not going to prevent the event. It's going to alert you so quickly. It's kind of like getting a mammogram for a lady or, Mm -hmm. you know, having your blood pressure Mm -hmm. tested. It, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make your blood pressure go lower just to have it tested, but it right. alerts you that there's a problem so you can take action because so many people don't get out in time, and that's why the smoke alarm and the carbon monoxide detector are so critical. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, you can't always prevent everything. Accidents do happen, but the best thing to do is be prepared when those accidents do happen, and having a smoke alarm and CO detector at, at ready is is the best way to prevent and have uh, protection. 
I know you do a lot of work with children and teenagers in our area. Are there any things coming up? I know that, you know, in the fall you go around and, and sometimes do some programs in the schools. Is there anything up on the public agenda like, a, you know, something at the uh, town center or something where you're going to schools or some kind of open house or anything that's coming up? Other than uh, just getting some of the tours and stuff at Central, I know some of the schools will start scheduling stuff. It's getting okay. that time of year where you start seeing that towards the end of their school year. They'll come around on their field trips and stuff. Because they want to see oh, yeah. what the fire station looks yep. like. Uh, that is so fantastic. Also, I do want to thank you guys um, for giving away fire truck rides for raffle prizes and stuff for charities because everybody loves to uh, get the fire truck ride, you know, and everything. And, and I know it's uh, – you know, I'm sure that some days it's not exactly, the, I'm sure it's a nuisance sometimes, like everything is, but the kids get such such a big thrill out of that. So, bottom line, join the Citizens uh, Fire Academy, learn a little bit more about what's happening. We should probably be constantly pack practicing fire drills, too, with, with our kids, because we forget, they're going to forget. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to come in October or whatever and show them what to do. you got to kind of remind them in February, mm -hmm. March, and April. Uh, these things need yeah. to ha need to happen. Yes, that's correct. Just like we do training, you know, every so often, every month, that uh, that's a good way to look at it as far as, you know, the safety aspect, the safety in the home, as you have to practice that to uh, be consistent with it. So, yep. Practice makes mm -hmm. perfect. That's what they What's say. What's the uh, number one thing today you want to leave folks with, uh, not just for Quincy firefighting, but for all your firefighting brothers out there across the tri-states? Because we have you guys on, but, of course, what you speak about is so true for every, you know, fire department. What What's the number one thing that the average person can do uh, to make your job so much easier or make you guys not even have to come out to their office or home? Um, I would say just uh, to be safe and um always be aware and have situational awareness of what's going on around you and with others and with that that can prevent a lot of a lot of things from going wrong so when you're on vacation make sure you pay attention to the fire exit we never think we're going to have to use it i know as i can i guess i'm an old lady because when i checked into cancun of course the first thing i did was go down on the beach i'll be honest but when i got to go to bed that night i said i'm going to look on this thing on the door and see where my exit is and see because you know, you're in, especially in a foreign country. I mean, mm -hmm. I've never been in that hotel before. I wouldn't know where the door was or where anything was. So just little things like that, even when you're traveling. Um, we have our fire extinguisher in our pantry. I don't really want it out on my cabinet. It doesn't, it clashes with my, <laughs> my decor. Mm -hmm. But is it silly for me to have it in the pantry? I'd have to open the door to get it out. I mean, is that close enough? It's right there by it's a stove. It's but. better than nothing. And another thing with those is, you know, they tend to sit there for a while. So depending on how long it's there, get it out, shake it up, shake it turn out it upside down, kind of shake that around a little bit because that'll all settle to the bottom and then you really won't have any anything coming out. Elaborate on that, Firefighter True Blood, because everybody says, well, I'm safe. Ten years ago when I got mm -hmm. married, I bought a fire extinguisher for my kitchen. Well, most people don't shake it up once a month or every quarter. So... It's probably not any good if it's just been sitting in a stationary position for how long? I mean, what the life, the longevity of that is only as good as your maintenance. And let's face it, the average person does not maintain that. Yeah. So look at the gauge. If it's got a gauge on it, check to see if it still has a charge to it anymore. And then uh, go ahead and turn it upside down, shake it a little bit, kind of shake up sediment and stuff inside there to keep that from settling on the bottom. So if it doesn't have a charge, shake it around and see if you can get a charge. If it doesn't have a charge, you just it's, need to get another one. Yeah. Okay. 
see, this is the problem with life. We think we're doing okay and then it expires, but such such is life. Okay. Thank you so very much. Your little little uh, radios were going off there, but apparently it was something they did need Lieutenant Huckey and Firefighter <laughs> Trueblood for. So hopefully you guys will have a very peaceful day. Is this Thank the you. highlight of the day, coming to the Mary Griffith Show? Always. Oh, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Good answer. You guys can come back anytime. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you. Have a great day. We're going to talk about brains and smart people with the Altrusa. So if you know trivia, get your uh, brain game on, and we'll be right back. Well, mark your calendars for Saturday evening, March 4th, at the Quincy Knights of Columbus Hall, 700 South 6, because it's the Altrusa Club of Quincy's Trivia Night. This is a lot of fun. I haven't made it all the years, but I've gone a few times. And uh, really, really great, depending on um, the depth of your team. Now, you can do trivia two ways, in my opinion. You can just go to have a good time and know you're going to lose. Or you can actually kind of, you know, round up some real smarty pants on a lot of different classifications and try to win. So we've got Denise Piercy and, and Nevetta Salmon here. And so which is the better strategy, go for the fun or try to get some experts in a field? I don't know about the better strategy, but my team always goes for the fun and the food that we bring in. Okay, that yep. sounds great. Are you going to reveal today the, top, the, the categories? I can give you a couple of categories. Okay. There will be agriculture. That's a new category wow. that I can remember. And uh, I think president's wives is a category that we will be having. Well, my goodness, there can only be about 40 answers. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but so we might need to know something about those presidents. About but I am not in charge of coming up with the questions. Well, here's I'm not, a good question. Yes. Who wore bigger pearls, Jackie or Barbara Bush? Do you know just from remembering pictures? Bigger, I yeah, like I more would, in diameter. I I would assume it was Barbara, but it was. was it? Okay, she always wore the little bit bigger. Okay, pearls. Okay. Jackie always wore the the slender strand. Of course. Okay. Well, at yes. least we know one answer anyway. Yes. If that's that, a question, that be a that, that'll be great. If there's a tiebreaker, you there can you throw go. that out. Okay. And they have to have been listening to the Mary Griffiths show on this date, February tenth. Well, who answer. wouldn't? Who wouldn't be? Of course, it's should be very easy. So let's talk a little bit about the format and um, and who's going to be involved and, and all the things you use the money for. Okay. Well, as you said, the trivia night is Saturday evening, March the 4th. The doors open at 530, 5.30, and trivia begins at 7. Uh, there is a cash bar. It's at the KFC Club at um, 700 South 36th here in Quincy. And we have several fundraising things in our fundraiser. There's a 50-50 drawing. There's a basket raffle. Um, you can purchase mulligans for the extra hard questions. Um, and we do award $100 first place uh, if, if, you, if your team comes in first place and $50 for second place. Okay, so there is money involved, but mostly it's just a good night to raise money for a very good cause. Yes, thank you. Let's talk about what Altrusa is and what it isn't. Uh, it's a service club. Right. Nevada, you've been involved in, oh my goodness, a long time. Oh, it seems like forever. It does. We don't have to say how long. <laughs> well, thank goodness. You joined when you were zero. So, you know. But yeah, this group, this club has been around in Quincy for a long time and, and they quietly really make a big difference. We try. 
We do a lot of things for literacy. That's our main focus. So every event that we have involves literacy. This trivia night will go toward our literacy carnival this coming summer. And 100% of the money goes toward literacy. We don't keep any of it for ourselves. None of it. We have a, depend a lot on donations and fundraisers. And so you mentioned the carnival in the summer. What, do you take that around to different places, or is it one location? No, it's one location, and it, it has varied from year to year, depending on the school system. We work with the Quincy Public Schools, and they provide us, at the end of their summer session, a day in which we go in and play literacy games. We provide books to the kids. We give them pencils, notebooks. Um, we read them stories, and they have a really good time. And, and get ready for the next year. Exactly. Because if they're taking summer school session, they, they have been kind of identified as maybe lacking in some reading skills, and they need a little catch-up. Exactly. So okay. we're trying to help them get over that little hump. Okay. That is so important. You know, once you learn to read, then you can read about anything. You can teach yourself anything. But okay. those, you, by third, fourth grade, if you're falling behind in your reading, there has to be an intervention because you won't be able to learn anything if you can't read. Well, you can't do anything. Right. So you I don't... mean, people, it's amazing. People who have literacy problems as adults, and you know them because you also help them, it's amazing. They learn so much just from listening. Exactly. They're so smart. They can never go back and refer to anything. They have to always remember, you know, what they've learned. So it's not that they're not intelligent. In fact, they use their brain more than somebody who can, I can always look at my notes. I don't have to remember that it's Saturday evening, March 4th at the Knights of Columbus. Doors open at 5.30. Trivia begins at 7. I can just read that on my notes. But if I couldn't read, I'd have to remember all that. So you also, obviously, a lot of your work is with the young kids, making sure that their literacy skills are there and then keeping that going as they progress into their tweens and teen years. You right. also do an awful lot for adult literacy and scholarships. Yes, we do. Talk about that a little bit, please. The foundation provides scholarships every year to traditional and non-traditional students. Traditional meaning that you have just graduated from high school and you're going right on to college. So you make application, and we'll see if you meet all our requirements, and we'll vote on somebody, and they'll win a $1,000 scholarship. That's amazing, and they can find out about this from their high school counselor. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, if you know you're going to need help going to college, apply for the Altrusa College Scholarship for a traditional student. Right. But because you're women, and because a lot of you started on a career path, stopped to have children, restarted, maybe stopped again, maybe restarted, maybe stopped again. You know that especially among women, it's changing, but especially among women, an interrupted career path often happens. Getting back into college, getting that next level is hard for some people. That's right. So we have the non-traditional student. You have, like you said, went to, went to high school, didn't go to college, had kids, still wanted to go to college, but you just don't have the funds now because you have to raise those children. So we have a non-traditional student scholarship. So those kind of people can apply, and we'll give them $1,000. All they have to do is apply, and it's really simple. Talk to your college admission person. Right. Like um, at John Wood, they would know how to do this. Exactly. And if you need any more information, of course, Altrusa has a website. The Altrusa Foundation has a website. So, you know, just go on there. If you need that $1,000, who doesn't? You know, you'll find out all the qualifications and how you can apply and, 
and everything like that. Supporting women and supporting literacy is really what your club is all about. Exactly. These are professional women. Um, how do you how do you gain entrance into the Altrusa Club? We'll talk about that. We're going to take a break. We've got to head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative to see how the farm markets are doing today. It is 942. When we come back, uh, maybe you're looking to expand your social circle, expand your charitable giving circle. You want to make a purpose-driven difference in a life. Altrusa may be the service club for you. We'll be right back. We're back at Talk Radio 930 WTAD. My guests today are Denise Piercy and Nevada Salmon, and they are members of the Altrusa Club. And uh, despite the fact that it's been around for decades and decades, a lot of people still don't know what the Altrusa Club is uh, and what they do, and their main focus, of course, is literacy. Uh, how do you join the Altrusa Club? Do you have to be asked to join? Can we uh, call just one of you and, and talk to a member about membership? How does that all work? We would always in, uh, love to have new members, and it's simply a map. You do not have to apply. We don't have to ask you if someone wants to get in touch with us. Um, actually, you can just call me. Uh, I'm Denise, and my number is 217-653-8964 if you're interested in joining us at Altrusa. Uh, we meet just once or twice a month, and like you said, our main focus is literacy, um, it's it always was a noon meeting. Is it alternating between noon and evenings now, or have you guys? Since COVID, we still haven't gotten back to our noon meetings. We're currently only meeting once a month. Okay. And But we definitely hope to get back to the twice-a-month format, uh, once at noon and then once in the evening. Uh, Which makes it so easy. So much easier for women. everybody, yes. It is really hard, if you, especially if you're, a young, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. if you're a CEO of a corporation with 500 people, you can get away for noon, you know, yes. because you can get away. If you're running the place, or teachers, really, really running the place, or teachers who or would teachers. love to be involved. We would love to have teachers involved. such a great, you know, yes. cause, then the evening meetings are best. So if you need more information, uh, just call Denise at 653-8964. I was a member when I was young. And it was so much fun. I really enjoyed my Thursday at noon meetings. It was always something I looked forward to. We also have a information for Altrusa Trivia Night. Just put in Altrusa Trivia Night at Hotmail.com, and they'll uh, invite any questions you have about uh, the Trivia Night. So uh, everybody is welcome to become a member of Altrusa. Uh, you're supposed to be a professional woman, right? Is that still uh, one of the minimums just... Anybody. Do you Just have men anybody. in the club? Not in our club, but there are some in the district. Okay. Yes. So yes. Um, it's in Quincy, it's predominantly or is all women, but men At could them. join. If a husband and wife team wanted to join, that'd be great. And that has happened in some of the other uh, clubs in the district. Yeah, yes. Because a lot of people want to do things together. Yes. A lot of service clubs are having trouble attracting the younger members. And it's kind of ironic because when I listen to the young kids around here, these kids today, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I said, but I did it when I was your age. I found the time for it if it was important to me. Are we running into a crunch with some service clubs not being able to attract the the newcomers, the, the, the people that are just starting their careers? Because these kind of um, service opportunities and networking opportunities would be incredibly valuable. I think there are so many wonderful service clubs, and that's 
good and possibly bad at the same time that there are so many opportunities. But, um, you know, we just, we, anybody that says they're bored isn't looking for something, isn't really looking to find something to do. Because children need to be read to every single day. Yes. Uh, This is, yeah, you've hit on one of my pet peeves, which is people who say, oh, uh, you know, my children moved away, I've retired, I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh, honey. (laughs) <laughs> I've got a lot of things I could get. You know, I mean, you have to be interested in that. You have to have some natural affinity for that. But anytime you are involved with children, helping them learn to read, which Altrusa does on an organized basis, and, you know, anybody is welcome to join. You call any classroom teacher and say, is there a child struggling? Could I come and sit with them for an hour, even once a month, and, and help them once a week, you know, and help them? They would. Nobody would say no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that COVID's over, everything's okay. So what is the membership of Altrusa? You mean how many people? How many people? Oh, we're less than 20 right now. Okay. So your club does definitely need some regrowth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're interested in belonging to what is now a, a small but mighty band of professional women, uh, you know, get up and get joining with Altrusa. Maybe the other service clubs don't meet at a time that's convenient for you or don't have a mission that you feel compelled that you want to devote your time to, and, and this might be... This might be perfect for you. You mentioned that you're going to um, do the summer school literacy carnival with the money from the uh, trivia night. You're also uh, pretty involved in the new bookmobile, the mobile library. How excited are you two as advocates of literacy to see the Quincy Public Library bringing the mobile library bookmobile back having grown up in Quincy I'm very excited I still call it the bookmobile and I know we don't call it that anymore but I am very excited to be able to that the library will be able to bring the mobile library back this is just yeah it is really exciting and again it's going to take all kinds of people making donations to make that happen so let's go over again how we can be part of Altrusa Club Trivia Night. We know that one of the topics is agriculture. The other topic is presidents' wives. We're not going to give too much away, after all. Don't want to have somebody to have too big of an advantage. Uh, no outside beverages because it's at the Knights of Columbus, but there'll be a full bar there. Oh yeah. So you know, if you want a, a hard liquor drink, you know, if you want something a little bit more it's fancy, it's available. You know, Kahlua and Cream. I don't know if they'll make you a grasshopper, but it's available there. We'll see. We don't want to, we don't want to stretch it too far, do we? No. But you can bring your own snacks. Yep. That's what it's all about. And that, team. there's yes. probably a little competition among the teams, right? Who can bring the, the most ornate snack? Possibly. Kind of thing? Possibly. Okay. Do you ever go snitch off the other? You know, you're not supposed to cheat, but well, can you snitch a snack from somebody else? Well, we... we I wouldn't want to say that for sure, but it could have happened. <laughs> could be we also try to bribe the judges. Oops, I didn't say that. Oh, oh no, I didn't oh, say that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we won't go into that, but <laughs> maybe I can be a judge. You've got some wonderful raffles. A three-night getaway in Branson, Missouri. That's going to be, what, in a, in a just buy your coupon, and or is that a live auction? It's, no, it's, it's in the raffle basket. Wow. You buy a ticket, uh, one ticket is a dollar, or you can get six for five dollars. You might win a Branson getaway for three nights for just a dollar. Wow. Yeah. That sounds great. Also, yeah. uh, QU Athletics is on board. Uh, the Quincy University wants to support it, so they've got a basket that's got a $580 value on it. I bet it's got a lot of tickets to 
see different sporting events, maybe some swag. Uh, Vera Bradley, wow. I mean, they'll be fighting over that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the uh, raffle drawing. The Pampered Chef has some things in the raffle drawing and much, much more. Yes, one dollar, and you could get, yes, one dollar, you could win any of those things. Yes. Okay. Quite a uh, deal. They're a dollar for the raffle tickets, and of course, uh, if you want to buy raffle tickets, you can probably give your money to a friend. You don't have to be present to win necessarily. They'll sell as many raffle tickets as they can. Uh, we also wanted to say that Miss Quincy Shelby Rose is your like announcer MC this year. Yes, she is. And what connection does she have to Altruce? Her mother is in our club. How fantastic. She's actually our current president. Fantastic. Yes. So uh, the acorn doesn't fall far from that tree. Very the leadership true. abilities. That's very true. That very is true. fantastic. Yes. Well, that's, that's really, and again, she's such an accomplished young woman. She's just exactly what the Altrusa Club is, is trying to cultivate. So that is just going to be fantastic. Uh, $100 for a team of up to eight participants. You can get the whole $100 back if you win first prize, $50 for second prize. Let's tell them once again, on March 4th, they want to be there. Must they pre-register? We prefer that so we know how many tables to set up. However, we're not going to turn anybody away if they come in at the last minute, uh, just before 5.30 or at 5.30. Uh, on that night. Okay, but but pre-registration is preferred so that you know how many. And table of up to eight. If you only Correct. have six, that's fine. If you have one, that's fine. <laughs> Me against the world. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, if I could run the agriculture and president's <laughs> wives category, I might have a there chance. There you go. I don't think I can, though. How is the best way to um, get signed up? The best way is to email Altrusa Trivia Night at hotmail.com or you can call me at 217-653-8964 let me give the email address one more time altrusa a-l-t-r-u-s-a trivia night at hotmail.com okay altrusa trivia night at hotmail.com the phone number again is 653-8964. People from all over the tri-states are welcome. Please. You know, a lot of people have their, you know, Hannibal and Keokuk and Shelbine, and they've got their master teams. Come on over and test your medal against a new group of opponents at the Altrusa International Trivia Night. This is the 16th year for them, and all the proceeds, every penny, stays right here for literacy for youth and also to fund the scholarships for the non-traditional students and the traditional high schoolers who are going into college. So you're really making a big difference. Thank you guys so much. Anything I wasn't smart enough to ask? I can't think of anything. I think you did great. Thank Thank you, you, Mary. Thank you so much. Good to see both of you again. Thank you. Go Altrusa, great club.